everybody, and welcome to True Story. My name is Mike Doty. I am Dave Holmes. We are Hi, people. Hi. We are people. <laughs> we are real people <laughs> who have chosen to have their conversations taped. Uh, About one our... strangely obsessive topic that a yes. handful of people are very interested in and other yeah. people have no idea what we're talking about. And listen, we understand the people who have no idea what we're talking about, but the people who do and the yes. people who are here and the people who do listen. Yes. You're our people and we salute you. Yeah, we are saluting yeah. you. I meant, yeah, we, we do, we but absolutely. I said, yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah, well, what any verb will do, any active verb will do. We, we love you, listener. So this is our... Um, this is this is our Seattle this is, episode. Oh, this is yeah. This um and so to I mean, to recap for those that don't know, we are going through the first episode of a number of different seasons to figure out which one we are going to cover in full on the next season of True Story. And mm-hmm. by listener request, we are throwing in Seattle. Even yes. though there are no episodes of it up on Paramount Plus, so it would it, you it would be doing it blind. There would be no watch along. Right. But the people, you, listener, yeah, yeah, you would have to put yourselves fully in our hands. Yes, and allow us to paint the picture and to walk you by hand down memory lane, which we're prepared to do. Absolutely. Oh yeah, of course. Especially, uh, um, especially this season, which is, uh, I mean, I th- I think um, is widely considered the real worldiest. Of all real world seasons, if it's peak. It's if peak you, real world. If you're not talking about New York when you say real world, you're probably talking about Seattle. The moments that you remember might be Seattle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is this is a big one. This was the one that we had planned to do as our second season, right? Um, and then you know you know how life happens. <laughs> Do as I? As Julie reminds us in Real World Homecoming, you know what life life just happens, and you don't you know you put things off for a week and then a month and then a year. Um, so Paramount Plus came along. A lot of seasons of The Real World are available. They go uh, from London and then take a jump, I believe, right to Vegas, which is not a jump we're willing to take. So no. someone sent us a Dropbox link of the original uh, airings of the Seattle season yes with the original um, music with original with the original music which is absolutely crucial and um and so we're gonna we're gonna get into it and i'm just gonna tell you mike right oh now, yes that i have um i have something to reveal to you what that i can't wait to tell you okay i'm going to wait to tell you oh I'm god gonna wait to tell you <laughs> I'm going to wait until I feel like the moment is just right. During this episode? I have episode? something to tell you during this episode. Oh, God. I have something to tell you that I, I'm, I just can't, I can't wait to see it land. Oh, my God. And that's God. all I'm going to say for the moment. That's all I'm going to say for the moment. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. So, we got, uh, we got some serious 90s, serious late 90s up oh. in the piece here. We got the eyebrows, the incredibly thin eyebrows, and we yes. got the ska. Oh, oh my God! Do we ever they're dropping a little ever. ska wherever they get the chance. They sure are. the The shine level on the men's hair yes. in this episode is yes. true. Like I could see my own face 
in, in, the, in the, the shellacked hair of some of our applicants. Because, we got the chin goats. Uh, season, we, got, we got chin goats for days. Yep. Um, this episode one of the Seattle season is the casting special. Now, this is a thing that they yeah. did uh, for a few seasons in a row where instead of starting a season with everyone arriving at the house, they would do a casting special. And they would really kind of burnish r- the real the real world's reputation as right. like the show that everybody in the world wants to be on. And, and uh, it's essentially, as I said, I think a few episodes ago, um, it, it really speaks to the real world and the unveiling of the cast as like the peak, the, the best Americans pageant. <laughs> like these seven people represent young America in 1998. And here they are. It's like a car show. Yeah. It's for people. It is um, c- clear that the world is crazy for this. They got 14,000 applicants. Um, yeah, I mean, it really is just just a locus of culture in a way that I would be embarrassed to explain to a younger person. Yeah, I mean, it just it truly it was it was everything, I guess. I mean, I guess it was um, your way of like becoming a popular YouTuber or Instagrammer or, or right. something. Right. Um, but there were literally seven slots a year and, <laughs> you know, and then like and then like six for road rules, which was like, you know, the junior varsity. Um, I, I have but, to say uh, that that is that is the other thing about about this. I don't remember in the other casting specials them, including the road rules also rans as uh, as like the sidebar to it. And I think their intention was that the road rules would not be also rans. Um, And there's a couple of, we could discuss this later in the episode, but there are a couple of people that made it onto road rules that I think they, they thought were going to be like the stars of road rules that really are just sort of lost real world classic characters. Yes. I agree. Yeah. You know, I agree. And we will get there. We sure will. We will get there. Um, But we, um, we begin with, I mean, how could they have known how well a, a a song choice would pick us up? Oh, like, like the claw. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. And drop us right into 1998. What's the song? It's Jimmy Ray. Are you Jimmy Ray? Are you Ray? Jimmy Ray? Who wants Are to you know? Are you Jimmy Ray? Who wants to know? Well, it turns out very few people. <laughs> but you and um, me. Oh, I want. We want to know. We are the people that want to know. We are the people that love a good. Well-intentioned potential mega-hit song from the late 1990s that never got off the ground. That just did not happen. I don't think anywhere. Like I don't even think this was like big in the UK. And then yeah. we were like, they were like, well, will this work here? And it didn't. Like Robbie Williams, who yeah, watches like, over me at all times. Yes, but um, it re- it really was clear that they wanted Jimmy Ray to be the biggest. They they were just certain. That they were serving yeah. us our Jimmy Ray, and we were about to go crazy for Jimmy Ray, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. which you, you could tell when they when they actually call the song "Are You Jimmy Ray?" Are you Jimmy <laughs> Ray? I mean, that is that is hubris, you know, to to put your own name in your own, especially your first single. I uh, tend to think that, Jimmy I mean, Ray wasn't calling the shots. I think that's yeah fair to, to say yeah. Um, wow, I wonder what ever happened to Jimmy Ray. That's um, that's yeah. a great question. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll try and find him. That's a little bit what I'm doing right now for this other podcast, but we'll talk about that later. Yes, we shall. Um yeah, are you Jimmy Ray? Are you Jimmy Ray? Um are are you Link Ray? <laughs> are you Johnny Ray? Are you Satyajit Ray? Are you Satyajit Ray? Are you Man Ray? Are you believing Black Man Ray? <laughs> uh it is it is uh it, it's it's magnificent. Um the uh the the montage of of People's videotapes that they have sent in. Yep. Uh, really bummed me out a lot more than I thought. Really? Yes, because we were at that stage where, um, like, okay, so it's '98, right? Mm-hmm. So the, you know, we've had the first wave of real world people. It, it is definitely still aspirational. It's a show you would definitely want to be on, um, and and we're not yet to like blogs and like being able to will yourself into some level of notoriety. Yes, so we're indeed. in between. And this is literally just people asking, can I please be famous? <laughs> and not knowing, not knowing how to drive that, like not knowing what level of, of humiliation they needed to put themselves through to right. get it. So there's a guy who's got a fig leaf, like, <laughs> superimposed onto his crotch and he's like uh, just remember this i have a small penis yeah. it's like, okay, why why are you telling us that except to humiliate yourself to like prostrate yourself before the mtv gods to be granted fame well he knew he would make it into the montage so in That's that it. sense he was quite savvy that's it, yeah. And then there's a woman in shaving cream. She's like yeah. naked under. She's this, naked under shaving not, cream. Yeah. She's not comfortable with it, but yeah. it's just like you have to. Do, this is what this is the sacrifice that you must make. <laughs> oh, God. you know. Anyway, that I just that filled me with a sadness that I did not expect. Um, from there, we go to the Virginia Military Institute. We sure do VMI. Um. Um. Yeah, Nathan. Nathan gives up the game right away, where he says, "You know, I'm, we're we're all like we're, we're all fourteen thousand people are trying to get on Real World, uh, and I guess World Rules. Um, like he's <laughs> yes, the first yes, person to does. kind of throw it in there. Oh man! Um, wow. And then, uh, so we so we meet Nathan and David, both of whom have made it far uh, along by this point, uh, but they're both at the same school which is unusual they've never really brought in people who already knew each other so right that could be a twist right we don't really get a sense for what their relationship is except that they go to school together it, and we they they sort of uh uh presented as they're pitting one against the other who is right. going to make it uh on and i think absolutely everybody that ever watched the show that watched that show knew immediately what was going to happen yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was pretty obvious that if one made it and the other didn't, it would kill the one who did. Um, yeah, there's a and, lot. You know, throughout and they're this... in a military school, and we've all seen taps. Bad things can happen. <laughs> well, I grew up at West Point, so oh shit, that's right. Yeah, so like this is like kind of familiar iconography to me for the for the most part. Um, yeah. VMI is different though because I don't know if you have to join the military if you go to VMI. I think you could just like yeah. do the cadet stuff and then go into regular life, uh, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I did yeah. not Google this. Also, Nathan talks about leaving high school junior year and going to VMI. So, oh, so I'm not. I I don't I don't have a clear idea of what 
this place is. Well, eventually, David, who is one of the greatest characters in the history of reality television, uh, starts talking about how uh, how it got him. Oh, what are the, what are my notes on the on the drugs? Um, he talks about how he was doing oh, yeah. the drugs in Boston, and he saw people get killed, and he it, 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 it I mean, I don't, I never walked a mile in David's shoes, but when people use the term heavy drugs, when they say, quote, Mm -hmm. heavy drugs, I feel like they have not actually done heavy drugs. Mm. As someone who is. Yeah. (laughs) Talk me through it. Yeah. Well, I, I, um, you know, got heavy into drugs myself, and I think I have never said I got heavy into drugs. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we that, get yeah. We get David uh, walking through his neighborhood in Boston, uh, yelling, "Paula, how you doing, honey?" Uh, <laughs> I, okay. Listen, from the first frame, David is so sexy; it's ridiculous. Really? It's it. Yes. I mean, you know, obviously super handsome, like stupid body. But, like, the voice, the voice is very soft. The <laughs> accent is just right. And it's like, God damn it. Like, you are incredibly sexy, and you know it, and you know how to turn it on. And and I know that you know how to turn it on, and yet it works. Wow. Well, this was long before The Departed, so the Boston accent was. wasn't so embedded in our cultural iconography. Um, I think it's always had a place. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't before, you know, like now there's a, two new movies that come out every year about cops in Boston. Sure. Sure, you know. sure, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. You know what, Mike, I can't I don't I can't wait anymore. Oh god, oh god, oh god, yes. I can't wait anymore. Okay. So listen. Uh, I have told you that uh, that David David Burns and I like have had lunch a few times out here and whatever and we like check in once in a blue moon. Right. So I'm watching this show yesterday, right? I'm watching the, the casting special yesterday. And I'm watching Dave Burns, and I'm stunned by what a fucking star he is from the absolute jump. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check in with David Burns. Really? Right? So let me, let, me just, let me just talk you through it. Uh, okay. said, all right, David, this is dumb. This is me saying this. David, this is dumb. <laughs> But Mike Doty and I do a podcast. We're rewatching the Seattle casting special for it, and it is insane what a star you are from the beginning. That is all. Hope you're good. Okay. So he goes. Uh, he I guess he did some consulting work for Buna Murray last year. They gave him they gave me all these episodes from different shows. I just watched that casting special last month. Tell M Doty oh! that he was legit. Tell M Doty that he was legit our soundtrack during that show. One hundred percent. All of us. Are you fucking kidding? Holy what? What? Yes. Yes. I'll screenshot it. I'll send it to you. Do What? what yes. I can't feel my limbs. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Holy this shit. Is, this is going exactly as I am sorry. I feel a tingling sensation. Oh, my God. I did, too. God. For you. Holy yeah. fucking shit. That, mm-hmm. oh, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. 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 So maybe you're gonna so have to do the rest why... of this podcast by yourself because I'm gonna just sit here and stun just gonna roll on the ground. I'm awesome. just gonna like try I... and envision every moment in my mind as like being as me being there. Yeah, well, you were, and so maybe <laughs> that 
Maybe that is your emotional connection to this season is that you knew on some level that your music was putting them in motion. Uh... I mean, it could also just be that, that David is the greatest star of all uh, real-worlders, truly a giant. Um, Irene and Steven, the most problematic, possibly real-world characters Difficult. of all time. Difficult. Um, Difficult and people. Janet, who is the bipped out, uh, the most bipped out of all bips that ever appeared on The Real World. Oh, do you think so? Oh, I absolutely, I, I absolutely I will say... So. The, the she she is the first person who we see in the casting special, and I was like, oh there there she is. And I couldn't <laughs> think of her name. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um, Stephen introduces himself by way of his fraternity. I am Stephen, right. whatever his name is, of the you know epsilon sigma delta. Right, right, or right whatever right, right, right. UC Berkeley. Blah, blah. Which like, which that's never that never speaks to a good <laughs> a healthy self image. <laughs> I don't know. Did people are, are there people that got through the frat system uh, uh, with uh, with with their lives? And you went to Holy Cross. You must know some frat boys. Oh, that, we did not have fraternities at Holy Cross. Oh, but the year after I got the the, the year that I was in exile after I got kicked out, um, I went to uh, Washington University in St. Louis, which did have fraternities, and I did join one for that year. Right. Um, cause I kind of had the feeling I was going to go back and I was like, I just wanted to have the experience of being in a fraternity. <laughs> and so I joined and it was great. It was, I'm, I am glad I did it for one year because then it's like, then the seniors who you like graduate and these new freshmen come in that you're not sure about, but you're kind of stuck with them. Um, it's a weird system. Wow. But whatever. A um, year is just right. So, anyway. uh, so the, the fraternity he's in at Berkeley is the traditionally Jewish fraternity. Yes. And, and yes. Steven says, I'm one of the three actual Jews. <laughs> so we are now set up uh, for, for the, the central uh, dynamic of the introduction of Stephen, which, which is that he is converted from Islam to Judaism after his mm -hmm. childhood, after a, apparently a, a, a pretty violently anti-Semitic uh, parent... Um, told him they were the worst people in the world. He then uh, converted to it. Yes. 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 Now, I cannot help but notice the <laughs> deep, deep sublimation that is happening here. Oh, right? Lord. Because, I mean, it is it is 100% a, a trial balloon for coming out. This right. whole thing. Right. Literally every single thing. Right. Replace Jewish with gay. And it is the same struggle. So it is. It, it to me, it is very obvious that this is like okay, this is the dress rehearsal for coming. <laughs> and he chose being Jewish yes. as his dress rehearsal. Yes, and joining the nationally Jewish fraternity that isn't super Jewish at uh, Berkeley. But uh, yeah, it's all it's all very like it, it's it's. It just feels right. It's like we're, we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna go all out for this dress rehearsal, but it's just not gonna. There's not gonna be an audience there. Well, yet. he does say that he did not tell his mom uh, that he uh, applied to be on the real world because quote, my mom would like certain things I've shared with her not to go completely public. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, uh, this is all. 
This is all a vague way of outlining a coming out. Um, from from him, we go to Christina Pazitsky. Oh, yeah. Who I now know is a comedian. Right. Um, I, I looked her up a little she, bit. Yeah. She actually has a Wikipedia. She's, she sure does. Yeah. No, she's very popular. Um, and I believe she is married to Tom Segura. Yes, I read that. And um, yeah, so and she's funny. Um, I've met her a handful of times. Um, she recently ran into some trouble because somebody posted a, a bit of hers where she talks about her Indian uh, stepfather, but she does the whole like, you know, she does the voice. Like, she did the voice a little bit, and also like the you know, there's like a you know, it's not feathers, it's a Seven Eleven or whatever, like that kind of thing, right. which I even feel gross saying now. Right. Um, but but we actually see this Indian stepfather in this episode, so yes, indeed, I at least know that she is being truthful. Um, she, uh, her mother, uh, they meet in L.A. And her mother says, my daughter is auditioning to be on a fabulous TV program. It's called Real Life. Yeah. And we never, we never are, where is her mom from? Are we ever told where her mom is from? Somewhere no, in Eastern no. Europe, presumably? Nope. 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 Well, yeah, Christina no. is somebody that should have gotten onto the real world. And as we know, spoiler alert, uh, she ends up on road rolls. She is somebody uh-huh. that really should have been uh, on the A-list for the real world. Not have, She should not have been sent down to the uh, Toledo Mud Hens. Not have been sent down to the Mud Hens, no. Oh. Um, she, uh, yeah, no, she's she's great, and she's interesting, and, you know, she's she has built as big a career as anyone, really, who's yeah. been on there you go. either of these shows, honestly. And there's another um, guy on her season or on Road Rules, Theo somebody. Theo, I don't think he's her season, but he's, yeah, he's like a really big comic. Because he's kind of in that Joe Rogan, like, right. very bro-y right. comedy world. Um, but yeah, he's done quite well for himself. Uh, Christina could not be more 1998 Oh, those eyebrows. I mean, like, the I- fashion. I never noticed eyebrows until I had a friend who talks a lot about eyebrows, talk me through 90s eyebrows. Mm -hmm. And now whenever I look at any vintage footage of of any woman, I look at her eyebrows. Those are some skinny-ass eyebrows that are a good two inches above where the eyebrows are supposed to be. Totally. She's surprised all the time. (laughs) Um she, yeah, it's uh, it, it was really something, but also just the pant, the fit of the pant. Yep. The the, the shoes, the, the style of the hair. It's she is she has walked out of a Smash Mouth video and into our lives. <laughs> oh God. Um. Oh, from man. Uh, from Christina, we go back to uh, David Burns, and not a moment too soon. Um, driving through Charlestown with a rosary hanging from his rearview mirror. <laughs> my heart, be still my heart. Uh, the the flowing clothes of a ballroom dance instructor. Yes. Uh, when he shows up, he's got a he's got like a a satin shirt, a a, a flowy khaki pant with a high waist. It's a great look. He can pull anything off. Um, but it's but it's it, it's more of a look than I expected. Um. He, it is so late 90s, he calls somebody his ambassador of Quan. What is Quan? 
mean, I believe it's from Jerry Maguire. I think that it was a term Kwan? used in Jerry Maguire. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Doesn't Cuba Gooding Jr. call somebody yeah. his Well, he said he, sp- he speaks of Quan Quan as money, which is a different thing oh. from uh, one of my favorite rappers, Rich Homie Quan. Not exactly uh-huh. sure what Rich Homie Quan's Quan refers to. I see. Okay, I thought it was some sort of like peace or you know. No, I, th- I think it's I think it's money. I think it's money. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, but he's got an ambassador, and that's what's important. Lindsay uh, <laughs> tells us that she and her friends like to talk about masturbating. <laughs> but not with somebody else doing it, is what she says. Somebody else doing it. Right? Sure, somebody else doing it, obviously. And yeah. after she says that, what do Real we got? We got the ska. Boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Immediately mm-hmm. cues some ska. She and her lady bros walking around Ann Arbor, Michigan to some ska. Mm. Now, what, I, was the, what was the ska song? I didn't write it down. Oh, no one knows what any of those ska songs were. No one knows what the bands were. Who who knows? Mm-hmm. That people people know the one Mighty Boss Tones, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones sure, song, sure, and sure, that's sure. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I have I have a few that I there's a there was a Goldfinger song that I really enjoyed. Oh, there yeah. was less than Jake had one or two that that, <laughs> that I was that I could get into, but yeah, not maybe not the best. But I um you having told me. Uh, how fully Lindsay uh, dove into being a morning show host. Yes. I really, that, I see that. I see that yeah. in her now. Oh, she was ready to go. I mean, so I was yeah. touring my first uh, book, which was like, you know, one of those terrible books about somebody who gets high and then destroys his life and then et cetera, et cetera. So I was at. I enjoyed it. So, well, thank you very much. I'm proud. It's called The Book of Drugs and it's uh, out on Hachette. Um uh-huh. And uh, so I was I did a morning show in uh, Tampa and she was the co-host and she was just so morning show co-host. It, 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 it hurt. She, yeah. you know, and, and just like pancake layers of makeup and the heels and the, the sort of pastel of the dress. And it was mm-hmm. uh, it, and I really I I. I felt like I I w- was not in a position to say, "Hey, I'm a big fan." Um, yeah. I, I did so. I, I didn't. I didn't bring it up. It was just so startling. Do you regret it? I I don't know if I regret it because I don't know how it would have gone. Um, I, May I suggest a third book that is just your run-ins with real-world people? Because <laughs> this is this has echoes of the Sharon story. I could, I sense a narrative. I also have an Irene story, uh, a tech story. I do too. Oh yeah, of course. I you do too. You have an Irene story? Yeah, for both. Oh, absolutely. From yeah. a from a reunion special or from life? No, from uh, from life. From bumping into her wow. at uh, San Francisco Sketchfest. Oh, is she um, in that community now? I I don't remember her being a part of that community, but she was at a a, a rap party. For, or what? Well, I don't. She I bumped into her at a party. And uh, and we like, you know, we knew each other from the MTV family. Also, she she references in this special having like having gone to like six different colleges or whatever. One of them was Holy Cross. Oh, she was briefly at Holy Cross. So we like so we discussed that briefly and she seemed OK. You know, I don't know. I don't know what her deal is, but she seemed OK. Um, and then tech, obviously. I mean, tech was a tech was a, ho- a, a, a guest judge on Say What Karaoke more times than I can count. Wow. Say what karaoke, man. Wow. Well, <laughs> it was a moment. That's some 90s-ass shit right there. 
That was a very yep. 90s shit right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, back, then, then we're back to Stephen, who continues to uh, be um, Jewish and practicing coming out. Um, Nathan, um, again, has a sadder story than I recall. Uh, um, yeah, and, and uh, his mother... And uh, to me, the saddest thing about him was that terrible girlfriend that they like shoehorned into the program. And then uh, and she was just like super attention hog that they mm. sort of uh, uh, berated almost her boyfriend for being, mm. uh, you know, uh, someone who wanted to be on a reality TV show. And then mm. she, they sort of opened the door to her possibly being on the show, and they, yeah, they apparently they did that it. so she would be shitty. So when they turned wow, her down, yeah. that that is that was my theory is that they just that wanted to see her be a shitty girlfriend. Well, it also seems like they're uh, being as cruel to her as they possibly can, <laughs> um, because oh, anybody with a working pair of eyes can tell that this relationship is on its last leg and um and it's like to dangle that possibility in front of her knowing that they're not going to choose her they're not going to choose this guy and his friend and his girlfriend that's a a different show that's not that's not this show so it's it's obvious they're not going to pick her it is equally obvious that the relationship will end before he lands in seattle right and uh, and it just seems like a cruel thing to do. And he, not to bring it back to third wave ska, but he is absolutely dressed like an Orange County third wave ska. Oh yes, uh, uh, upright bass player. Oh, <laughs> um, he's you know baggy sweater, big lapels. Yep, big, big ass lapels. Brown sweater, cream lapels. Sweater vest, soul patch. Sweater soul vest, patch. you're so right. Oh man, soul patch. Yeah, and the whole thing. Uh, with his mother leaving the family to go tour with a country singer, it's just it's it's. Ugh, and they actually stage a reunion with his mom. Mm-hmm. It for and it takes all of about a minute and a half. They just like yeah. shoehorn it into the casting special. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Nathan and his girlfriend flying to his mom's place in uh, rural Kansas, and uh, again like kind of cruel right i mean to like uh to to orchestrate um a a family reunion around like a b story in uh the casting special not even the main line of of a a real world season yeah yeah and it's just i mean the the pain uh in, in in nathan's whole like face and demeanor and whatever it's like i you know I come from an intact family, you know, and I don't like I for him to say like, oh, now I feel like I have a mom is like, okay, I don't know what that feeling is and how deep that must run. And 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 for him to talk about her, then, you know, get off a plane and hug her and to have the soundtrack be. If you keep on let I see the way she loves me, maybe you'd understand. Wow, my voice is much who, worse than I thought it would be. Who was that? I was Tonic. Tonic. Yeah, I knew it was, it was one of those bands. I knew it was Tonic. It was and I, 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 I'm, I have always been fascinated by the way that singer says all of those words 
in that if you key don't last see like what are what is what are you doing and why are you doing it that way and why are you always doing it that way well it's because i say this as a singer from the 1990s there's certain words that are hard to sing if you can't uh-huh. sing very well there are many words that are hard to sing and oftentimes sure, sure. if you pronounce them uh differently you mm-hmm. can sound like you're singing more I see. Yeah, like a okay. like a, a, a like a, a I remember talking to a guy from a certain band, an emo band, uh, mm-hmm. seminal emo band, telling me that whenever he mm-hmm. sings an I, he sings a W in front of it. Uh huh. Okay. He was, he was like, yeah. Sense. So I so you know I sing win instead of in. <laughs> it's like wow, wow. Like it really okay. is a strategy. It really is a strategy. Oh, wow. So, so anyway, maybe wow. Tonic Guy's got a little cheat sheet that he made out for himself. He must. Yeah. And I guess, if you could only see, I, mean, I guess that's less dramatic <laughs> than if you could only. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but, he, but it's so weird. It's just such a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, I don't love that song. I do love the song Open Up Your Eyes by Tonic. Fair enough. So there you go. Fair there enough. There you go. Um, uh, Irene... Uh, 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 describes her own hair as gone with the wind hair. No, she's described as gone with the wind oh, hair. Okay. And uh, okay. which I thought was like I thought was pretty great coming from a yeah. real world production crew to note something yeah. that happened before nineteen ninety two. I thought that was yes, uh, kind of amazing. You know, taking the historical and, long view. Yep, and right on the money. Right on the damn money. Uh Irene's voice, harder to listen to than I remembered. Oh uh, really? Oh I loved it. I lo- I love everything really? about it. Yeah. It's just wow. so her um, her turning on the show uh, mm. is something I have deeply mixed feelings about. Um, well, I mean, it's hard. Well, you know, so anybody she was the first person to say, I think, out loud in public, you know, it's not real. They call mm. it the real world, but it's not real. Mm. And mm. I hope she knew it wasn't real going into it. Yeah, it's hard to know what her expectations are. She's, um, she shows a uh, an unwillingness to commit. I to did, experiences. I read an essay by her, and the the, oh. the yeah um, the the funniest the the best point that she made was that she meets people, and they and they go uh, oh where do I know you from? And she goes well I was on the real world, and they say well I didn't watch the real world, and she says. Yes, you did. Yes, you yeah. did. You're my age. It was the 1990s. You absolutely, positively watched the real world. Yeah. Um, yes, you did. Which yes, I, I, did. I, I, I just took as a as a level of self awareness um, that was uh, stellar for yeah. for not for someone who had uh, you know not not only uh, uh, joined the show but but have been uh, repulsed by the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's she's a complicated lady. Yeah, Irene is. Um, Chadwick, on the other hand, <laughs> seems quite simple. Did not Chadwick like... is a uh, a personal trainer. Yeah, uh, in a long term relationship with someone who has a much lower sex drive, and he's got no problem saying that into a camera. Oh God! Oh That's wild. man, he's a personal trainer who trains wearing. A uh, a baseball cap and a polo shirt tucked into his pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's Chadwick for you. Um, <laughs> I also will tell you that I reconnected with Chadwick after having no. watched this because I because I knew him a little bit. Um, he not from like MTV, um, but so okay. My he's I forget for for a while he lived in let's say Denver. I I don't know if I'm making that, up, <laughs> but somewhere like Denver, and he ran a gym which I imagine to be like an early version of CrossFit. And um, and an ex, like my oldest brother's high school girlfriend lived there and went to that gym and knew him and was like, oh, you were on MTV. My old boyfriend's little brother's on MTV and put us together on like Friendster, <laughs> on Friendster, I want to say. Wow. And um, yeah, so we like went back and forth a couple times. Anyway, we, we uh, uh, linked up via LinkedIn just yesterday wow and chadwick and you have not you've not actually had a conversation with him at this point no 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 uh yeah he's he, he i i just thought he was shitty i i'm sorry chadwick i know yeah I'm, I'm yeah an adult I, I can't and i'm supposed it. to be more empathetic but i just was like you are shitty i don't want to yeah. watch a tv show that you're on yeah, I don't. I don't love uh, you revealing that did your he, girlfriend doesn't want to have sex with you. Did he end up on the on road rules? He did, didn't he? He went road rules. See, he that's the guy rules. that's supposed to be on road rules. Perfect road yeah. rules. Yeah. In the Mark Long tradition. <laughs> no. Um, uh, I, I guess next we should talk about Rebecca. We should. Yeah. We should. Um, I went on a date Go with ahead. Rebecca once. Um, okay, so I, once again, where the fuck is this book? <laughs> where is this real world book? Why are we only now starting to outline this book? <laughs> so um, I in used to stop a song in the middle, and this was early 2000s, and say, um, I'm not going to do the voice, but David saying, that's realer than anything you fucking had. Oh, my God. Right? It's just, it yes. was just like a funny moment in the show. Um, mm. I'm, I, it, it wasn't like I was doing impressions. It was, it was. I'm. I need to portray it as me, like not being one of those singer songwriters that thinks he can also do comedy. I'm not that person. But mm -hmm. um, so after the show is at the Bowery Ballroom, a woman walks up to me and says, "You quoted my season." <gasps> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Um, and it, it, that was the first thing that fascinated me was that she called it her season. My season. Yeah. And like like there is like in the weird, you know, sort of fraternity of the real world, you know, they do divide yeah. themselves into seasons and they they are like yeah. the platoon level units, the yes. nuclear units of uh, of the real world. Yeah. yeah, and they all and they beat up all the road rules kids. <laughs> I bet they do. They um, just fucking wedgie them all day long. Yeah, so the date was like uh, we just went out. We had you know we went to Kiev or something, and then and that was it. And you know it wasn't really a date or anything. But then I saw her many years later. She came to a show of mine, right mm -hmm. in L.A. Mm -hmm. at the Troubadour, mm -hmm. and uh, and I was like, oh hey Rebecca, it's good to see you. What's what's going on? She's like, well I'm in a band called blah blah blah, and it's just a band. It's just a normal band. It's just a regular, average, everyday. It's a band like any other band. It's just a band. And I was like, okay, I don't okay. understand that intensity. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, I found out later that Keanu Reeves played bass in the band. 
Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, I would imagine it is hard to be taken seriously as a musician coming out of the real world. Yes, and we'll having Keanu Reeves in the band. Yeah, and uh, collaborating with Sir Mix-a-Lot, I want to say, later in this season. Wow. Doesn't she do something with Sir Mix-a-Lot that in makes, this season? makes a fair amount of sense to well, me. Well, I mean, we'll only know if our listeners vote for us to continue watching Seattle, <laughs> which yes, I will. really hope they do, and I hope I'm not making them do something we don't want them to do by telling them what I do want them to do, but... I do want you to do that. Um, Janet, uh, Janet's grandmother is not certain that Janet is not going to Seattle to do porn. Yes. Yeah. What is the Which what is, is the exact quote? I wrote, I wrote it down. Uh, uh, oh, I got I got that uh, that Janet said her grandmother was the only one there for her thick and through, which I thought was thick and through, thick and through, <laughs> thick and through. Uh, oh gosh, I can't find the quote in my notes. Um, uh, <laughs> I just landed on random transition um, in the in the the finals part of the of the um, of the casting. Uh, a, a producer a producer says to uh, a potential cast member, "Okay, are you familiar with the confes- confessional?" <laughs> uh, did you, I mean? Did you get excited? I got chills. Yes. Yeah. Am I familiar with the confessional? My we're, God. We're just gonna. Create a confessional right here in this office. I think you could go talk to it. If I came into my house and there was a a a, a laser printed uh, piece of paper that said uh, "confessional booth" on it, uh, 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 like just taped to um, a door in any random room in my house, I would just go in it and sit down and start confessing, as if just talking shit about everybody in your life. Yeah, you would have to. You're trained. Uh, yeah, I mean that is that was that was a thrilling moment for me. It really was, uh, and that was Susie, if I recall correctly. That was right? Su- Susie, another one that was, yeah, you know, she should be on the ro- on road rules. She's very road rules. Yeah. I have I have bumped into her many times. Uh, in, really, in, you know, it, during my MTV years, and then a little bit beyond, we would we would bump into each other really? on occasion. And she, yeah, she's one who, it's she like Julie from New Orleans. Mm is the the exterior is is very like innocent but you can tell that in that there is a there is a nefarious drive within <laughs> you know what i mean Le- or, or maybe not nefarious but there there is a relentless drive within um for something and, it, and it's hard to say what it is but but it's like this sort of sweet like aw shucks kind of outside layer right but 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 it's just like you're driving at something and I don't know what you like know? like like super horny party times dark or or just like no, ambition I dark and like a little ambition dark yeah wow yeah um yeah I I just sort of I remember there being like a disconnect you know what I mean like where it's like you're you're behaving in a very innocent way because I think this gets you things yes <laughs> well and you it- know it. And indeed yeah. it did. Sure did. It sure did. worked well, like a charm. Got her road rules. Uh, the finals are, are, of course, taking place in Los Angeles um, at the Buna Murray uh, offices, which I don't know where they are, but I'm assuming that it's maybe Santa Monica where, where MTV was at the time and maybe still is. Uh-huh. 
um, I, I, I was I was looking in those hallways to see if I recognized anything, and I, I really didn't. Um, but they do set the scene for Los Angeles uh, by showing uh, an Angeline billboard, <laughs> which yeah. she's still here, yep. Angeline, in her hot pink uh, Corvette. She drives around town. She will not show her face. If you want to take a picture with her, it will cost you $20. She will then open her trunk and show you the merch and urge you to buy a T-shirt. Yes, this more. is yes, this is what I've I've heard about it. I I've spent a tremendous amount of time in L.A. and I've never seen her on the streets. Apparently, everyone has seen her at some point. Yeah, it's like a thing that you you make a wish when it happens. You know? <laughs> like it'll happen. You'll it'll happen, but it doesn't happen every day. And when it does, it's special. Um, I don't remember Kefla at all. I remember. Um, it took me a minute to remember Kefla. I did not remember that he played a character called horny the hornet which i believe was a high school football mascot and that in his audition tape he wears uh the horny the hornet suit and says i am horny the hornet okay all right yeah i I don't remember him at all and i i i i remember broadly these people on road rules but i don't i don't know that i necessarily watched this season that closely or maybe ever this was so okay so this season started airing in the summer of 98 i guess right right and that's when i started at mtv so um and i felt so i feel a very strong connection to this cast because uh, all of the things that were happening to all of us were happening at the same time you know right and um and and in a very similar way you know like kind of plucked out of our normal lives and dropped into this thing, right? So when I would see them, like I remember that I think Nathan came by the the beach house that summer and I was just like, he was the only person I wanted to talk to because everyone who was already working there seemed so impossibly cool. Right. Like Carson Daly, I was like, I don't know how to hang out with Carson Daly. <laughs> and he was like, he was, couldn't, have, couldn't have been nicer, but like, I just didn't know. I, I was self-conscious around him and I didn't know how and I felt so strange and self-conscious and, um, and so, like, you know, when Nathan came by, I was like, okay, this, he too is a normal person who is dealing with this thing. <laughs> Let's, we need to be friends. And so, so we like, you know, whatever, hung out a couple times and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, but I do feel a very strong connection to this cast because it was, that was our year. Um, I uh, do as I, well because, um, because the, your music. Well, because, uh, yeah, like 98 was, was the year Soul Clothing had like a, an actual, hit single that like we got on the billboard charts like that was this our eloso times this was eloso times indeed circles and um circles. so a lot of my bond with them is uh eventually they get a job at a radio station like that's one of the arcs of the yes. season i'm working at a radio station which is the end in seattle the end and i can't tell you how many times i went to that fucking station and how that station is exactly like every station that began in 1991 and ended in 1999. Like the, like yeah. the, like the, the Cobain era, uh, mm-hmm. you know, everything changed with Smells Like Teen Spirit. And so, like, we got yeah. the edge, the buzz, the end, and all. Alice. Oh, my God. Endless. And Alice. Al, oh, yeah. Alice. Alice. Um, who's a Brady Bunch character, right? What's up with this, the the um the relationship with our generation and the Brady Bunch? I I don't know. It's deep. I, don't know. I mean, it was the, it is deep. It is deep. It, and it's I think it's just because it was always on, 
and also our generation really did not have a whole lot of things that were that were made for them <laughs> yeah it's true i mean by the time you know now when you turn 10 you have outgrown 10 different genres of entertainment exactly. like there is something for two-year-olds that is very different than the thing that you will watch when you're three sure and we didn't have like we when we were from four to twelve we watched Bugs Bunny do an impression of Edward G. Robinson. Exactly. Oh, God. You know. So we connected with these things that weren't for us and whatever. Also, the real live Brady Bunch that they did in Chicago, that uh, Jill now Joey Soloway directed. Um, they they did in Chicago the Annoyance Theater I think yeah did the real live Brady Bunch where they would just act out. Um, just scripts right. of the Brady Bunch and and camp them up by like ten percent. And Melanie Hutzel was Jan. Melanie Hutzel oh. Jan Brady. I will send you and I'll post this on the True Story uh, Twitter as well. There, uh, there's video of one of the shows. Dave Rizowski, who's this legendary improv teacher, plays Davy Jones. It's the Davy Jones episode. Wow. But it's so it's before, you know, before the thing took off. It was when it was still in Chicago. Melanie Hutzel comes out. Um, she doesn't arrive until like the second act of the episode, but she comes out and with one word has the audience fucking in hysteric, like I mean, heaving with laughter, <laughs> beach balls, like being bounced around the crowd, people on girls on guys' shoulders. It's like, it's <laughs> people go insane from her saying one single word. It is masterful, which is, I don't remember. Oh, and, it, and it doesn't matter. It do, it, it's literally something like, hi, or whatever. It's so, it's very simple. Or like, what are you doing? Or whatever. But the way she holds herself, the it's just, it's, it is utterly, utterly masterful. Now, um, if, you, if you look back on the New York season, when they go to the art show that Norman mm -hmm. is involved in, there is all mm -hmm. this art about the Brady Bunch. And right. the... the I gotta say, like, like the whole thing of uh, of um, just talking about things that are famous and it constituting art, like mm -hmm. that, it's pretty long in the tooth at this point. I just yeah. experienced. Well, what was it? Somebody else, uh, you know, where you just go blah blah blah, Richard Dreyfus, you know, and you just oh mm -hmm. oh actually yeah, it was it was Gabriel Gundiker, who I'm a huge fan of. I love actually. him. I oh. love him. Oh my god. Um, but he he has the guy a, who loves music. One, <laughs> cheers me up every time. He's done um, soundtracks to Wii games that don't exist. Oh, like I like I didn't spend all of yesterday listening to that. Oh god! Like yeah. I like I'm not ordering that on vinyl. Right. Get the fuck right. Out. Right. Well, he has a thing um, uh, uh, called like I want to meet Richard Dreyfus, and it's it's his early work, not his most his best work, but you know the whole thing is like blah 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 blah. Brady Bunch, except it's blah, blah, uh -huh. blah, blah, Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus, yeah. yeah. Just dropping shit for the sake of dropping shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think the early 90s Generation X were like the first to do that. You know, remote control had a lot to do with it. Like it, it became less stigmatized to be a pop culture nerd. Now, you know, now it's, now it's frowned upon not to, you know, notice all the Easter eggs in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. And, you know what I mean? Now it's like we're, we're all fucking comic book fair people have people forgotten was... about the brady bunch i mean it, uh, it's I, I wouldn't be mad if they did um i think yeah. it is you know we they shouldn't have given them to us 
We should have had our own thing that wasn't the Brady Bunch. Should have had our own thing. Yeah. <laughs> Edward G. Rob. Man, that Bugs Bunny Edward G. Robinson thing. Like the number of like, you know, blah 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 Rita Hayworth jokes from mm-hmm. from the Warner Brothers totally. cartoons. No idea. Totally. Who those and and we were. ate it the fuck up. Yeah. yeah, I I still don't think I've ever seen the actual Edward G. Robinson in the film, <laughs> but I but I can do an impression of him yes. probably from watching Bugs Bunny. And that was fine. It was the way it was and we liked it. God damn it. Yeah. Um okay. Um I, I Again, I came back to the producers offering Stephanie as a tribute, uh, as though it were the Hunger Games. Like, she is simply there <laughs> to get eaten by a wolf. Um, she's, you know she's not going to make it. Um, it is, they they wouldn't put a couple on together because it just wouldn't make sense. I don't think they've ever done that. Um, she r- reveals that she revealed to the producers the number of people that she has had sex with. Yes. Which she is even doing that on camera, perhaps well, unwittingly. In, in fact, they leave the room and just leave um, Nathan and Stephanie alone together in the room with the cameras on and the lights still on, and they mm-hmm. seemingly don't know that the cameras are on and the lights are still on. They behave... Uh, yeah, and at least Nathan behaves like... He's having a genuine reaction to mm-hmm. uh, the, the the awfulness of uh, Stephanie telling what she calls the number. The number. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I don't, uh, and I don't love how she got there. Like, what is what is happening? Yeah, because she says she says something sessions. like it came up. Like, what do you mean it came up? It came like, up. Yeah. It came up. You know, the, the little bits that we see of these casting directors, I, I'm not, I don't trust no. them. No. As far as no. I can throw them. In fact, uh, uh, the, the, the figure of Kira. Kira. Uh, you know, again. I'm, I'm, glad wor- you, I'm glad you mentioned Kira. World historical, uh, real world character. Um, There's foreshadowing. Yes. There's foreshadowing in this casting uh, Because David, David says Kara! in the confessional that he would marry her. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and in fact, we'll simply I'd just... Marry you, Kara! <laughs> oh, Unbelievable. I, can't, I, can't, I can't get through talking about David now that I knows he, know he listened to Soul Coffin. I can't, can't get through oh. it. Can't get through yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a Fucking lot. hell, man. Um, maybe, maybe if we do Seattle for season three <laughs> of True Story, maybe I will swindle him into being a special guest. And I could just be, ask him over and over again, tell me again how you listen to Soul Coffin. Just tell me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's tell your me, favorite song? What's your favorite song? Tell me about when Steven um, listened to Soul Coffin. Tell me about when oh, I read. Did he like it? Did it, did it, did it make, like... What part of it? Was it like the sort of pre-coming out gay part of him that liked it? Was it the Jewish part that liked it? Was it the fraternity boy? Was it... I, I don't... Wow. But return, yeah, ret- I, I have a million questions. Returning to your point, um, the casting directors of the real world mm-hmm. are perhaps not a force for pure good in the universe. I'll buy that. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't know exactly what Irene went through, but mm-hmm. it uh, they do seem a little disingenuous in the process of sure. uh, getting these people to go on cameras and for absolutely no money, you know, become infamous to, a enti- to an entire generation of people. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I've not been in a real world 
casting session, but I have been in casting sessions, like not you know as a host person and an occasional right. actor, but also on the other side is like somebody who uh, is a producer on a show or a writer on a show or whatever. And you do have to you do have to keep the like you you want to keep the energy up so that the person doesn't <laughs> become self conscious. So you're always a little unrealistically, right. you know, peppy and asking a lot of questions and all that kind of thing. Like you're not quite yourself, but this this feels like a next level. Right. Possibly because they are dealing with people who aren't performers and who don't, you know, maybe don't know how to act. And didn't have like yeah, a I, tenth was, of the skill set that the average 19-year-old has with cameras mm-hmm. that uh, right. that that they would today. Right, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, and the episode ends as it must with closing time. With closing time, yes. So let me tell let me tell you about closing time. This is what I know about closing time because yes. Dan Wilson's a very good friend of mine. Is um, so closing time is about the birth of his child. Right. Um, it is which people have. I've literally talked to people and they say no, it isn't. I'm like, no, it is. It really. And they go, no, yes. it isn't. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, it, so it's about like. Listen to the lyrics one time. <laughs> I know who I want to take me home. That's it's about the birth yeah. of his child. Right? This room won't be open till your brothers and your sisters come. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's. Um, and uh, so that is the first thing about it showing up in anything in the '90s that was ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is, so Dan's child was born prematurely and struggled to live. For oh, for a really long time, um, and so you look at that period of time, um, and you know the hugeness of that song and the cultural preeminence of that song, and the experience for Dan was, you know, he would go on tour and then he would fly home and go to the hospital and you know spend all of his time in the hospital. Fuck. So, yeah, so it, it it just puts this this very uh, odd juxtaposition of just like serious, you know, true existence pain to this song yeah. that is like that is like a fluffy reference uh, in everything '90s. But the song for sure got the kids some good health care, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, hit songs from the '90s don't pay as well as people think they do. So. Well, but I mean, this one being licensed for everything in the last 23 years, it's got to add up, right? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's not it's it not it's never as much money as people think it is. It's never okay. as much money as people think it is. OK, like that's livable, but not like not extravagant. It's not extravagant. No, no. OK. Um, well, uh Adele money is extravagant. I think maybe his Adele and his Dixie Chicks money. I, I'm not going to yeah. speculate about Dan's money, but but I mean, uh, yeah, what you know, fair. what what you guys say about this dude is he had tremendous success with other artists, continuing for mm-hmm. the 20 years following that giant mm-hmm. hit. And yeah, that'll make and you still, win. yeah, that um, yeah. Uh, his song "Free Life." Fucking oh yeah, me. oh yeah. Do you and know that every album? Single time I hear it. Do you know yes, the? Do. Oh my god. Oh, such a classic. Like such yeah, a. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love him. And I would go on to host 120 minutes later in uh, 1998, 
and interview them as we premiered their video for Singing in My Sleep. Really? That is correct. Oh, wow. Yep. And they could not have been nicer. And the drummer's book, So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star, is a must read. It is. A, it is. Yeah, it's about the best it's a very good book, book about um, music in the 90s as there is, I would have to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very good. Um, so, I mean, we're just fucking, we're, we're full of excitement and enthusiasm about the Seattle season. Oh, and I would like sure to continue are. watching this one. Um, so, next week. Next week, I guess it's our it's our uh, like true story draft special. Yes, exactly. So if you um, if you it's want our combine. To, if you want to comment now, you can write to us at yes. true story at gmail.com. And we ask or you at true story on Twitter. Correct. We'll and be checking it. You don't we have to uh, you don't please don't vote yet. Not yet. After next week. When we we do like you know like a like a, a mishmash of our favorite moments, the pros and the cons of mm-hmm. uh, L.A., San Francisco, uh, London, and Seattle, then mm-hmm. we hope you vote. And then we're gonna I think we're gonna do like two episodes, an episode, because I think yeah yeah something like that. We're not That's it's fair. it's not gonna be like you know so just so you know you're not committing Seems to like a twenty five episode run about. No, we're no. not going to do it. Like yeah, that. yeah, we're not going to no. do it. No, no, of course not. Um, maybe, maybe we'll get next week's episode up a little early so people can like really get into it, can really savor the choices, <laughs> yes. give it some consideration, and then the week after that, we will begin recapping whatever it is you choose. Yes. True story, listener. But we have to gather our thoughts. We have to really think about our pros and our cons. Um, our favorites, our least favorites. Um, our stars and our, our and our our bips. <laughs> I, I just um, want I want to say that I I should have put this in, in a different context earlier in the episode, but Piggy from the Down Piggy. Under season of the Real World is glimpsed yes. periodically in this casting yeah. special, and she is like the great star that never was. She is like Explain. like the tour de force, real world star that God they should have put her on, they should have put mm-hmm. her on Seattle. Like, mm-hmm. like can you imagine, fucking David, fucking Stephen, fucking Irene and Piggy, and Piggy, man, and Piggy, Piggy yeah. was so good. She, I remember her stirring shit up. She yes. She was irascible, um, is the term I would use. Yeah. Think. The irascible Irascible. Piggy. She also, mm. she had that like sort of self-loathing, self-branding thing where she embraced Piggy as a name. Yeah. 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 Like, that's yeah, the kind a, of 20-year-old I was friends with. Like, mm-hmm. I had that friend. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I sure did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, do, do you press ignore when they hit you up with a Facebook friend request? Yes. <laughs> but you but you knew that person at the time. And you rooted for that person at the well, time. Well, it is I very understand. strange if you if you have someone with, like, some incredibly self-deprecating nickname um, that they bestowed on themselves, that now they're like Brian. And yeah. You, 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 still, you, yeah. Still, you know, like, you want to, yeah. hey, hey, horseshit, how you doing? Like, yeah, you oh, know, actually, it's like, now they've yeah. got... I didn't have any yeah, friends named Horseshit, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> well, not yet. Listen, we're young. Um, <laughs> all right. So, listen, we got we got work to do. We got spreadsheets to make. Yeah. We'll be back next week 
with the uh, the true story combine and uh and we'll we're gonna we're gonna come to a decision together we sure will and until then ladies and gentlemen all glocks down all glocks down please <laughs>